is the way you're living as an oikos, an extended family, is it easily and naturally reproducible by everyone and in any context? Do people know what they're doing? Do you know? Are you passing it on? Does it make sense? Or do they have the tools and frameworks to look at their own context and go, I know what I'm doing. I know where to go next. Are you moving beyond a holy huddle or a weekly meeting with your community? Even though we're going inward, the gospel causes our heart to go, yeah, but there's brothers and sisters that aren't here. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Wow, what a week it's continuing to be, and I really hope it's been a good week for you, uh, not as busy as it has been for us, but I hope that you've been following along in the Everyday Disciple Challenge, and maybe you've been joining us live uh, and watching the videos and being a part of that whole party, or maybe you've just been hearing it here in the podcast, which is great as well. That's why I've been wanting to upload and have been uploading these special episodes. So I hope you're enjoying those. I hope you've been getting through day one, day two, day three. Yesterday, we were talking about discipleship rhythms and how they fit all of everyday life, coming right off the back of our gospel identity on day two and what is discipleship day one. If you've not heard those, you really want to go back. These sort of are in a series. They help us build an understanding and some little practice steps along the way on making disciples in everyday life and showing you that you really can do this you, you can with a little bit of understanding, a little shift in your head, heart, hands, and a little bit of help and community and all that. So I hope you're following along. Um, in just a little bit, I'll tell you about what we're going to talk about in this today's episode, which is day four of the challenge. But if you've not joined us over in the podcast group yet on Facebook, I want to invite you to do that because that's where all the action is. And that's where the live videos and the commenting and homework posts and where we're giving out prizes and all that. So head on over to everydaydisciple.com forward slash Facebook. It'll take you right to that group. And uh, we'd love to have you and you're going to love this. Okay, so day four of this special series uh, from coming right out of the challenge live is finding the right missional balance in your life right? Especially as you're transitioning from maybe some traditional forms and then all that got broken with the COVID and the social distancing and it's kind of off again, on again. How do we find the right missional balance and how do we help those in our communities do the same thing? That's what, that's what we're going to talk about today. And I think you're going to love it. And I think it should give you hope and a little bit of a diagnostic tool to go forward. And it's going to be something that you'll probably use going forward a lot. So here it is. I'll come back at the end and I'll give you a few thoughts. All right, man, I got so much good stuff and you're going to love, this is kind of part two from yesterday. I'm going to connect more and more of the dots and you're hopefully you're putting the process together of like, okay, this has changed my mind and my understanding of what discipleship is, how it flows out of our identity into everyday life. And I'm going to give you a start to drop some framework on you sort of kind of behind the scenes in a sense, like like, how does this really work? And how do we move people along? How do we know what to do? Like, how do we know what to do with people? All that kind of stuff, right? So I got a lot to cover. Like I said, I'll have prizes at the end. And so you want to stick around because this, this live training with me, I'm going to give away. You have to be on to get that one. I'll, I'll have some other prizes. And I'm going to give away prizes like this weekend because I, I tend to give people extra time to get their homework in. And I got a bonus training tomorrow. 
I'm people of peace. I'll tell you more about that later. And then this weekend, I'll be checking in, seeing how you're doing, trying to answer questions. And yeah, and I'll be pulling some more prizes, some more homework prizes on Sunday. So anyway, but this one today, this big one, you're going to have to be here to uh, be able to, you know, win and check it out. Okay. So let me go ahead and let me go to my screen share. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Get to my notes. All right. Excellent. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about finding the right missional balance. All right. But let's go ahead and review yesterday. What did we learn yesterday? We learned that discipleship, like all of life, has both organized and organic rhythms to it. You re- a lot of people seem to connect to that. I even came on and talked a little bit more about that in my sort of bonus live question thing I did. That's in the units section, right? You know, remember there's like that units button that's right below the sort of the top banner on the site. You really seem to connect with that. And it'll start to, it'll start to open you up to like how everything's discipleship. The second thing we learned yesterday is God's created the world and all cultures with common rhythms of life that we all have. So you're not thinking like, well, I like to do this or I do. Everybody eats. Everybody has a story. We're always listening to somebody. How well do we listen to people? How well do we listen to God? So we can practice these rhythms. These six rhythms give us handles for mission. I know for us, once we started seeing kind of all the world through these six rhythms, we never have to wonder like, well, how do I engage or what, you know, what's next? I can kind of use them as a diagnostic and go, well, I don't think we've been really living uh, as missionaries into this rhythm very well, you know, or whatever. And we talked a little bit about always being in discipleship mode, that no matter who we're with and when, we're always in discipleship mode. We're either discipling people to (laughs) what it looks like to submit to Christ and have joy and he's Lord, or I'm showing them more about what my kingdom looks like in the moment and, right? So, but we're always in discipleship mode and that might freak you out a little bit. Some people flip out on that, but the truth is that takes the pressure off. Because you, you don't have to think about like, well, as long as I'm intentionalizing these rhythms and, and trying to live out of my identity, what's true of me, growing in my gospel fluency, then you're going to be making disciples. You're going to be helping people move from unbelief to belief. I promise you, you really, really will be. Okay. So, all right. So today, let me back up real quick. I want to show you how to find balance in your life. And Jesus did the same thing. And this is how we get to live and lead and make disciples. And this is kind of ancient, but guess guess what? Going forward, going forward, we're going to need to be thinking about this as we go. Like, are we just waiting, holding our breath to go back to like, everybody's going to come back to the service? It's not happening. Not according to all the statistics and all the, you know, Barna reports and all this stuff. It's not. Some are, but not like, you know, right now they're thinking 30 something percent are not coming back. But even going forward, we realized how fragile we really are if we kind of put all of our money on Sunday only. And so we want to be able to think, how do we balance our time out there within these rhythms, even with people? Now, maybe some of you've heard this before. Okay. But I'm going to, I'm going to explain this in some ways, maybe that you've not heard before. So if you're like familiar with, you know, 3DM, that's where I learned this from Mike Breen originally, then you, you've probably heard some of this, but I'm going to connect the dots to up in out in a little bit different way. So just, you know, buckle up, stay tuned. Don't think, oh, I already got this. I'm going to go do something else. No, keep your phones off. Pay attention. You're going to love it. I promise. Okay. So I'm beginning the triangles. I like that. I use triangles for a lot of things. And this helps us see the way that Jesus split his time and focus. And like I said, Mike and Sally Breen kind of originally turned me onto this. So, you know, I want to give credit where credit's due. And they explained that Jesus was careful to balance his time and his life between his relationship with the father, that's up, 
that Jesus spent time with the Father. His relationship with his family, his spiritual family, his disciples, that's in. And his relationship and time spent with broken people who did not yet know the love of his father or the encouragement of his family. That's the out sort of perspective, right? As disciples of Jesus, we also must regularly calibrate these sort of up in out expressions in our own community. And by the way, this works for like, I'm looking at my own life. I'm looking at my community. I'm looking at my church. How are we doing at up, right? Time connected to the father. How are we doing at in, you know, really, you know, being a community living increasingly like family, how are we doing it out? Are we outward focused? And sometimes you have to give a lot more attention to one of these than the other to kind of balance things out. All right. So this will become more clear as we get going. Now, now that you can sort of see these right all together. Let me give you a, an example or two of each up. Jesus regularly went away to pray, talk with his father, right? His dad. And when he prayed, he taught his disciples to pray. It was our father. In, Jesus spent every day, almost every hour awake with his closest disciples, his extended family, if you will, that's who those were, that was like his oikos, meals, celebrations, teaching, praying together, and then out, Jesus spent a lot of time out in public, proclaiming the kingdom, having meals with people, some who even opposed him were at these meals, healing, serving people, blessing people, and so this up and out triangle is a simple tool right? That many people have used over the years, I have too, to help find balance in their lives. And you can live with the same balance in, in, you know, in your relational time and investments with other people. And so if, if you know this, you probably, you know, have used it. Now, sometimes we kind of go, oh yeah, that's super interesting. I want to suggest that you maybe do a screen grab of this and or write this out somewhere, put this up. Like this helps really understanding you know, with your church community, with your family life, with your small group right now, if you were to give an assessment, in fact, I'll just ask you, you can put this in the comments. What do you think right now as you, you pick and you can just put in there, my church, what are they most spending time on right now? Is it up, in or out? Right. Or, you, or what do you most need more of? <laughs> right. Yeah. Drop that in the comments. Drop that in the comments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's what I found. Most people, most communities, most churches need a whole lot more out. They do. Yep. They just need a lot more out. They were like, well, we're really doing up well, but we don't do out very well. And, and I would challenge you if you're, if you think you're doing up real well, like really connecting to the father's heart, then you'd be out there. Hmm. See, oftentimes, like we talked about yesterday, our prayer times, we do all the talking and we think, wow, I'm really connecting with the father. Mm, are you? Because the father's heart is that all should be saved, <laughs> that all would come home, find a place at the table. So yeah, food for thought. Okay. Food for thought there. Here's another way to look at this same thing. All right. I'm gonna give you another way to look at the same thing. Maybe you've run into this too. My friends, Hugh Halter and Matt Smay, who wrote Tangible Kingdom, and they're, you know, they planted lots of churches and missional communities and all that. They help people envision this a little bit different way. All right. They say it this way. They say you're looking for this intersection and balance between communion, community, right, and mission. They use three circles, pretty much represent the same up and out, but they use different language. Communion, that's worship and our connection to God. Community, that's our time spent 
in close community, like with our oikos, right? Our extended family, discipling one another, doing life on life. And then mission that's outward. That's our outward expression of service and time building new relationships with new friends and others that God wants to bring into your community or family circle. Now, here's what's cool. The overlap of these circles, communion, community, mission, is where you find the sweet spot. You see that little red star there? That's the sweet spot. When you get a good balance here of communion, community, and mission, right, you find balance. You'll find focus and peace. And as you can imagine, it can be pretty easy to overfocus on one or two of these elements and neglect the other. Even your comments are kind of <laughs> uh, reinforcing that today. Uh, but I get it. I get it. All right. Some of you tend to focus on community and right now you, but we need it, but we can't get together, you know, but, but to the exclusion and the detriment of mission, that's, that's usually what happens. Others may focus their community time primarily around worship or learning more about the Bible, but they lose impact in becoming a family with others or consistently heading out on mission to not yet believers. Okay. You get the idea. All right. Now, let me give you one more way to see this whole up and out uh, thing and express these truths in this missional rhythm. And again, I'm going to use a triangle for this one. I used to be the director of an organization called the Gospel, the GCM Collective, Gospel Community Mission Collective. And here's how we would articulate. And this is really the same thing. These three elements are the same and their foundation that they're the core we continually return to that consistently, at least in, in our lives, helps disciples connect to God in every area of their lives. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for, right? We're help, looking to move ourselves and help others move from unbelief to belief in every area. And we'll need to help people increase in the rhythms of living out the gospel together in community, living more and more like family. And it takes consistent growth, right? Now, let me explain this. Gospel, that's sort of our up expression. Here's how I would say it. Are you personally, are you as a family, are you as a community or church consistently reconnecting to the Father's heart and the truth of the gospel and how it speaks into your lives? Is the good news part of your regular focus and balance as a, as a family, as a community? Okay, this is really important, right? It's the gospel that sets us free, the good news for everything. Are you spending time in community with others, increasingly living like a family? I'm not talking about, yeah, well, I'm in a small group. That's a meeting. Are you increasingly living like a family within the oikos, believing, not yet believing, people of peace, not sure? Are you growing in that? Spending more and more both organized and organic time together. And then mission. The mission's always discipleship. And so how clear are you on that? Like, does everybody in your community know we're only doing this so we can become more like Christ, so we can move from unbelief to belief in every area of life? And we're always looking for who's next. Who else can we bring in to this community and connect them deeper to the gospel? And see, you need all three. You need all three. Like this is a three-legged stool. And if you pull one of the legs out, you end up with like some sort of weird distortion, right? Think about it. If you have a really strong community, everybody likes hanging out, you're out serving a lot, but there's no gospel connected to it, like consistently, well, then your own hearts are going to grow cold. Others are not going to know the love of the Father, trust Christ. You see how that you can't not have the gospel. What, let's say you, you really are digging deep into the gospel. You're in the word together. You're really growing in your gospel fluency. And you are out trying to find more people. But it's all like classrooms. And you're not spending time like a family. You're not having meals together. You're not having fun together. 
You're not going out as couples. Well, see, see how that doesn't work. I'll let you do the third one yourself, but you see, you see how this, this works. We need all three or we're going to be way out. And again, some of us will need to give a disproportional amount of time to one of these to kind of start to balance things back out. Discipleship happens in a gospel centered community. That's how it happens. It doesn't happen in a class and then back to your American dream life or <laughs> wherever you live and whatever you call it. It's, it happens in a gospel centered community that's living life together on mission. And this is because community doesn't have the gospel at its center and its purpose. It's just a social club. And it's when we really live out Jesus' mission that our true need for him and the gospel's revealed. See, if you'll take people out on mission, out serving people, out hanging out in community and building new relationships, they're going to mature faster. They're going to, you're going to see their unbelief and their preference and their whining and all this, right? You're going to see where they're immature and where they need the gospel. It's when we get out there serving and when we get out there on mission is when our gospel need is exposed. I always tell people, if you want to be a mature Christian, if you want to be like Jesus, make disciples, <laughs> get out on mission. You're never going to do it just studying stuff in your head and hanging out. You got to get out on mission, okay? Everything we've learned at this point has shown us discipleship's just, it's not, you know, an individual reality. It's a communal one. And, you know, so much of our upbringing for many of us, you know, our faith, our Christianity has been like this personal thing, you know? You make a personal decision for God. <laughs> like it's up to us to decide. It's his, he decided for us, right? I mean, yes, we do choose, accept, but it's a personal, you know, choice. It's a personal relationship. It's my personal quiet time. It's like people are like, oh, this is very personal. But that's not how Jesus did it. That's not how he made disciples. God exists three in one. We were created in his image. God exists in community. We were created to live in community. That's how we're going to best show the world, people, our neighbors, our family members, what God's really like. Okay, so we just can't do this alone. Okay. And so just so you can see the overlap here, let me, let me just uh, throw on the up and out overlap. That just kind of make it even clearer. Okay. So I've given you three different ways of, of sort of saying this or grouping these teachings and practices of Jesus together. As long as you're getting it, these are three key components that, that you'll need to teach people. Even though it seems so simple, you know, vision leaks, you're going to have to teach this and pull it out and use it as a, as a diagnostic. They got to be taught. They got to be lived out. You're going to need to model this. People need to be reminded. You have to reteach it. <laughs> Gospel community mission. See, these up in out triangles, they're a picture, right? That's a picture. But that picture becomes a mirror for us to go, oh, how am I doing in my life? Right? The picture becomes a mirror. And eventually, as we grapple with this, as we pray through this, as we use this in our own life, it becomes a window that we can then look through and look at our community look at our church, look at my family life. How am I doing at leading my family up and in and out? Because they're not going to move to maturity without all three of those. So the picture first becomes a mirror. Hey, let's look in the mirror. <laughs> and then it becomes a window to look at. Okay. To get a grasp on this and get started, you know, let's, let's look at these three foundations and ask ourselves some questions. Okay. And I want you to think of this in light of being scattered, you know, as the church and, and like really having to embrace some new realities, because it can be really easy to focus right now on just doing new things. Like we got to do some new stuff. There's, there's balance needed more than ever right now. Some people are just focused on getting back to the building. Some people are like, I got to get people meeting together. So they're just ramping up small groups. 
but there's no balance. There's no gospel at the center. There's been no gospel fluency and identity teaching. So they're just going to be doing more, do to be, do to be, right? So let me go through these. Foundation step number one, okay? Growing in the gospel and in your knowledge of the Father. This will kind of sum up this. Living upward. Are people being trained in their gospel fluency? How can you help others grow in the gospel in ways they understand? Don't miss that. How can you help others grow in the gospel in ways they understand and can reproduce naturally without it feeling awkward or anxious? How are you doing that? Most people don't know how. Um, are folks in your community growing deeper in love with Jesus and closer to the Father? This is key. And if you're starting new works out there and wondering, what do I do as a church and how do I do this for the future church? Foundational, please. But we tend to go do to be, and we just want to like, well, let's gather up some groups. We'll call them missional communities, and that'll fix it. It won't. Living upward, really key. Okay, living inward, foundation step number two, growing closer in community, living more like a family. Is the way you're living as an oikos or extended family, that's the word that's used in scripture for church, by the way. It wasn't a building. There wasn't, they didn't have any of those. Is the way you're living, is it easily and naturally reproducible by everyone and in any context? Or are you moving beyond a holy huddle, a weekly meeting with your community, right? You need to. Like a lot of times we go, okay, well, the Sunday thing's broke, so we'll move it to a mid midweek and just stick in the house. And we'll even call them house churches. And all we're trying to do is reproduce sort of a, you know, not life-giving, non-discipleship-based sort of way of being, just mini church. That's not going to solve this. It's, that's just a holy huddle. It's like, it's like another weekly meeting. Are you developing the natural rhythms of a healthy family together? A family that has God as their daddy and Jesus as their brother, and they're dwelled with the power that raised Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, right? In other words, are you having meals together and celebrations? And are you out serving together, praying, listening both backwards and forward? It's all, it's all so key. Like you can't skip this, or you're just gonna end up with like mini church services that are at your house. And, and you'll say, well, you know what? We don't know what to talk about. We'll just stream the service. Oh my gosh, please don't do that. Like, let's just stream at our house. And then like, I don't know, ugh, like make disciples, okay? And then third, foundation step number three, living outward, moving toward regular rhythms of discipleship and service. Are you keeping the mission of making disciples clear and upfront? And is it seen as something organic and a part of everyday life? Or do people think like, well, give me that nine week study and I'll talk some people in my neighborhood into going through it with me. Then they'll be discipled, boom. <laughs> wow, if that could work, Jesus would have done it, okay? Doesn't work, does it? What are some ways that you can serve others and build new outside relationships? If you downloaded that sheet yesterday, that 30 ways, there's a lot of ideas and ways to stay connected and build a relationship, even now during the social distancing. It's 30 ways to stay connected during social distancing. I had some people last night tell me, hey, I went to that and I couldn't get it. Uh, it wasn't there. Or I had to put in my name and my email address and then it just looped. I went and checked it. It seems to be working fine. If you're having a problem getting that 30 ways, then let me know. But um, you might try a different browser or you might try like refreshing, you know, your screen or maybe like restart your computer or something like that. Okay. Side notes, <laughs> side note. How do people, ourselves included, move from the things that we've been doing as the church, that's all they're used to, to a new framework, a new, you know, new rhythms of discipleship. How do you begin to move people from where they are to where we'd love them to be? 
living as oikos, making disciples up in out, living out of their identity into the normal rhythms of every day. How do you move things from what they've been doing to a new framework and rhythms? And how do we start to shift things in our context with those that we love and we lead, right? I want to show you like real quick, this little framework, I, uh, you know, there are the five stages <laughs> of how people move through this. And it's really detrimental if we skip any of them. Okay. How are you guys doing? You tracking with me there? Groovy. Great. All right. Hey, listen, if this up and out thing just went deeper for you, because we looked at up and out and we looked at the circles and we looked at GCM, would you just put a little comment in, in the box, you know, just put, you know, all three or up and out. Let me know. Like, did that connect? Did that take something very, very simple and then, you know, move it, move it to, you know, a deeper understanding? I hope so. I hope so. Okay. Yeah. Let me know. Just jack something in the comments. I want to know you're still paying attention. You're still engaged because <laughs> I'm rolling today. Like I told you, I have a lot of content. Barbara says, I couldn't find the link. It's it's right in the homework post. And I showed it yesterday, but I put it in the homework post too. So go to the homework post for yesterday. You'll see everydaydisciple.com forward slash 30 ways. Something's going on. Yes, this connected. Great, great. I want to make sure, okay? Seeing some thumbs up, some hearts. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let me keep us moving. Let me keep us moving. All right, so. Here's the five stages that, that you're going to have to move people through, okay? I'm going to explain this whole thing. If you want to see movement from one thing to another, from unbelief to belief, okay, from static to active, from traditional to missional, from consumerism to active participation, there are five stages that all movements like this follow, and you can't skip them. And, and we can't afford to miss any of these stages if we intend to grow and mature as disciples of Jesus who then go on to make more disciples. So think of a situation you're currently in where you're trying to introduce changes or see innovation or movement happen. Maybe it's in your own life or with those you lead. Okay, think of a situation. Got something in your head? And now I want you to think about these five stages as I explain them and see how they naturally flow from one to the other and help create change and movement. All right, the first stage that everybody here, we all start here. It doesn't matter what we're learning, but if you're moving people to new things, okay, pay attention. Whatever it is, the thing you're thinking of. Stage one is expose. Expose. People, organizations like a church or Denam or whatever, they first need to be exposed to new ideas and new practices and structure. Right? It's like, oh, I've never thought of that. I never heard that before. Some of you are being exposed to some new thought this week. And it, this may seem obvious at first. But often we try and lead people or organizations to adopt new beliefs or practices before they've really been exposed to new ideas or thinking long enough to choose a new possibility. We just kind of go, hey, our church is making some changes. Next week, boom. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. There was not enough time. You didn't really expose me. You just sort of said, go, go engage. <laughs> so we need to make sure that they've, they're exposed to these ideas and thinking long enough to choose a new possibility. Second stage is embrace, okay? Some people will reject your new ideas when you expose them to them, okay? But many will embrace them and accept them. Yeah, this is, gonna, this is good. And this is where the head knowledge and acceptance moves to the heart. They're, they're really embracing this, whatever it is you're trying to move them to or teach them. And this is key to all movements because merely agreeing that something is good or true 
That's not enough. It needs to be embraced. Like it needs to move from the head to the heart. Okay, stage three is engage. And some percentage of those, you know, people in your world, in your life, in your church, your community who embrace new ideas begin to engage and practice them. Like they go for it. But not everyone. Unfortunately, not who, everyone who embraces a new idea or a truth will act upon it. Sometimes people just consume and go, hmm, yeah, interesting. I, I agree. But then they won't engage it. They won't act upon it. And we all live with this sort of belief to action distortion. We agree with something, but we'll do little with that truth or the opportunity. Okay. Focus on those people in your life that actually engage with you. That's, you know, that's the yeast in the dough sort of principle that Jesus teaches. Those who are willing to step out when you're leading in new ways into community, into gospel fluency, those things. These will be your yeast in the dough within your community and organization. They're super important. Okay. Now, stage four is equip, okay? Equip, because once new practices are engaged in, so people were exposed, they embraced it, they went, yeah, let's try this, I'm doing it, I'm in. Once they're engaged, a need and a desire for more equipping will arise, trust me. Because <laughs> just because you talked about it and they're getting started doesn't mean they've been equipped in it. And, you know, and equipped to the point of succeeding and equipped to the point of being able to do it with others. That need for equipping sometimes will come out like, I'm loving this, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Help me. And like anything we desire to grow in, at first, we don't really know what we're doing. We need to be equipped and then practice our new skills sort of out there in the field with others. And, and this engage to equip movement, it's really a loop that goes around and around as a person matures. In other words, you start to engage something, you start to get equipped in part of that. And that allows you to engage it deeper and then you get more equipping, right? That's, it's a stage you move to, but it's really a loop. You're gonna be in this one a much longer time when learning something new or moving to new ways, new practices, okay? And then stage five is expand. When fully equipped, right? When fully equipped, Disciples and maturing disciples will expand out to expose and, you know, engage and equip others. And the cycle begins again. Once you've been fully equipped and you're maturing, you're going to start to expand outward and expose others to these things and help them engage it and start to equip them. I hope you're getting that. Okay. This is the first sign, really, that real change and movement's occurring. Just because you got people in the new groups and they're like sort of complying doesn't mean you've actually changed anything. Are they, do you have ongoing equipping and are some of those people you equipped now expanding and exposing others and bringing new people into this, helping them embrace it and they start to equip them. That's so important. Those that were first exposed, then engaged have become equipped to the point of exposing and now equipping others. That's really the great commission in action. Explosion. <laughs> so I want you to try this. Think through the five stages as it pertains to this, to leading a person to faith and becoming a mature disciple. Disciple. Okay? Think about that. Like, okay, I've got a person of peace. There's someone in my life. Think about it, these five stages in light of that. Or how these same five stages are needed if you're introducing new ideas and rhythms, like within your family or your church or, or whatever, right? Yeah, see, like right away you go, oh, maybe I've skipped some of these steps with people. Or, or think through how these stages unfold if you're trying to change your whole church or community from traditional practices or beliefs to more missional and outward focused priorities. If we skip any of these five, we're probably not going to get to movement. All right. All right. 
Okay. So can, can you see where maybe you've skipped one of these stages before? Maybe even like since the whole COVID thing hit and you've had to try to do lots of adapting and changing and leading people into new rhythms and stuff. And you're going like, man, it's not a lot of it's not working. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Have you seen that anywhere? Yeah. Have you seen maybe, maybe I skipped, like I didn't even expose it. I just announced it and asked them to engage it. <laughs> right. Or like, I don't think I gave people enough time to embrace it. I didn't spend time with them and have meals with them and answer their questions. I just sort of said, Hey, this is it. See this, let me explain. Let me draw this triangle or whatever. And then like, we're going to start doing this more. I don't know. What's it for you? <laughs> okay. Now, listen, I want to remind you, stick around. I'm going to be giving out the biggest prize of the week, but you got to be here. Okay. And you know, it's, it's going to happen here in just a few minutes. Let's talk about what we learned today. Okay. Let's talk about what we learned about. And then I'll get to giving out some prizes. And I also want to explain something today on some ways we could go forward together. If you're digging this this week and you go, man, you know, I'd love to be able to do this. It's hard making it this one time. What if I gave you some super flexibility and how to learn forward? So anyway, I'll talk about that in a minute. So what do we learn today? Jesus missional rhythm is, is up in and out. Yeah, it's up in and out. Mm-hmm. And it gets to be ours too. We talked a little bit about ways to get started with each of these. And, and if you get that download, the everydaydisciple.com forward slash rhythms that was on yesterday's homework uh, sheet. It's also on yesterday's homework post that gives you here explains the rhythms. And then it gives you all these examples connected to up in and out. I mean, there's a lot of ideas there. You couple that with the 30 ways to stay connected, which are also kind of connected to these same ways up in and out and, and rhythms and all, you will see there's so many opportunities still. This COVID thing is not changing it. But I want you to remember that five-step stages of the framework, right? Like how you need to, don't skip ahead. These five stages we must move through and help others when making change. Yep, I'm gonna stop sharing there for a second. How you guys doing with this? Is this connecting, it working for you? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we think like, well, I'm trying a lot of stuff. I've read a lot of books, but uh, none of it's working. And chances are guilty. Maybe you have skipped certain certain steps with people, right? L let me ask you something. Would it be helpful if I could show you, like I could show you personally, uh, step by step, how to identify where you're at in those five E's? Would that would that be helpful in like your own disciple maker's journey? Would, if I could personally help you do that, would that be helpful? I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to. And, and how, if I was to do that and then show you how I can give you a framework for discipleship and all this, that you could then little by little baby step at a time, little action step at a time, move forward in your own life and then with others, and then multiply that out across your, your whole church. Would that be helpful if I could show you that? Would it be okay if I just took a few minutes here to share an opportunity with you for us to keep walking together like that. I want that for you. I'm pretty excited about something. Okay. I'm pretty excited about this. Would it be okay if I just took a few minutes to share an opportunity that I really hope you'll join me in so we can keep journeying together? That'd be all right. Yeah. Okay. I want to help you make everyday discipleship, something that you lead and you love and you feel super confident in. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to just take a few minutes, okay? And then I'll give you your homework and I'm going to hand out some gifts, including that really, really big one, all right? So let me get back to my screen share for just a quick second here, okay? So we started something 
just a little over a year ago called the Everyday Disciple Incubator. Okay. I'm really excited about it. Um, and I want to invite you to join me on this adventure. <laughs> yeah. And it really is. It really is an adventure. It's an adventure to live out the abundant life that Jesus promised us. Yeah. A life of spiritual freedom between us and God and the Father, right? And relational peace with others where it's not weird and we're not all locked up and, oh, we should do this and we shouldn't do that. And we should stop. And we, you know, I, I want that for you. I want to invite you to go on a journey with me for that. And, and this, this adventure, though, is also a challenge. It's a little bit of a challenge. We're doing a <laughs> discipleship challenge this week. It's a challenge to help others walk in the ways of Jesus so they can also be set free and, and find, you know, I, I want I want you and I want you to help people be set free from performance-based spirituality. You know, you know what I'm saying? And being on a treadmill of just like sin management. And that's what Christianity is about. No, no, it's way richer than that. What if we could hang out together? What if we could hang out together and I can give you regular training and answer your questions and let you hear from other practitioners and experts and stuff on all of this? Well, Welcome to your safe place to do this. That's why we call this an incubator. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Incubator. It's your safe place to do this. Now, I'm going to tell you about this, and maybe you can already tell. I'm a little excited. I am. I'm so excited about how God has just brought this all together and all the massive amount of resources it took to produce what I'm about to share with you. And um, so if, if it seems like I'm getting like really you know excited, I, I like almost like I'm trying to sell you. Well, I'm not, but I, I guess I kind of am. But if this isn't something you're interested in, well, God bless you. And I'm still here for you, Tina and I, and you, you stay in touch and we want to serve you in any way we possibly can. But I think you're going to love this. I really, I'm counting on all of you are going to go, what? Yeah, what? This is nuts. I have to do this. So I'm a little excited. So if I seem like it, I'm not going to apologize for because <laughs> this is awesome. All right. So the Everyday Disciple Incubator, it gives you a a full framework for discipleship and, and it fits everyday life for you, for others you lead. Okay. Now inside the incubator. So this is like a, a like a, a membership, like a, like a community and you'll be given a login and you log in and, 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 and inside the incubator, I promise you, you're going to get results. We've field tested all this stuff for, for, for many, many years with thousands of people, every imaginable context, like seriously, like, so, well, yeah, maybe that works for you guys where you live. No, we have trained this and lived in many places and trained this in over 30 countries. I don't know how many hundreds of cities, this stuff, you will get results. And, and that's because the incubator isn't just a huge pile of training videos that you log into, and then you try to Frankenstein bolt together some sort of a plan. Now, I'm not going to name names. I have some great brothers out there, peers who also offer sort of online training and you, you know, you subscribe and then you get in there and it's like, here's a million videos. And a lot of it's just like from old conferences or preaching videos or something. anyway. And, but there's no framework. There's no action steps. There's no worksheets to work out. There's no like accountability or a community. Can't get your questions answered. You just log in. Here's a million videos. And eventually you just get lost and you go, well, those were interesting, I guess, but I don't know what to do with it all. How do I create a framework for all this to fit together? But inside the incubator, it's, it's different. It's an intentional framework uh, of training plus encouragement and support and community all crafted together to kind of produce a unique uh, experience for you that'll motivate and inspire you forward. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, 
uh, the place designed to care for you as you learn and grow. All right. And it's really what I'm doing is I'm giving you access to my 20 plus years of experience making disciples who make disciples and coaching and training and planting churches and global church leadership. That's, that's what I want to give you. That's what I'm going to give you. And I think you're going to be amazed at how practical all this is really like how, like, wow, this is super broken down in little bite-sized chunks. I'm not being overwhelmed. I've got action steps. I'm clear on all this. So I hope you will. All right. And like I said, this is working in so many contexts. I, I am a hundred percent confident that if, if, if you'll join me in this incubator and follow along little baby steps at a time, work through with me, get your questions answered. Don't get stuck. You're going to see amazing results. Like the future is yours. This adventure is going to be amazed. You're going to be amazed. Okay. So let me explain what happens. So you log in. It's real easy. It's not on Facebook. It's it's like a whole beautiful, beautiful site. You just log in. Uh, we send you a password and log in. You log in. And the, the incubator follows this pattern, okay? On the first Monday of every month, so like on April 4th, this is when, you know, like your first full module would kick, um, is our new module week. The first week of the month, boom, Monday, you're going to log in. Hey, there's a new module every, every uh, first Monday of the month. And that's a certain topic or a area of training or equipping or whatever. And there'll be like five or six little short little lessons all connected together. They're not like, oh, hours, I can't keep up. Nope, won't do that to you. And connected to that, there's also a worksheet. You follow along. There's action steps, little steps, who you're teaching this to, how'd that go, who are three people that you could pass this on to. I mean, it's all built in like exactly the way we coach and train people like in our own lives and, and, you know, in our coaching and all that. Okay. That's what happens. First, first week of the month, boom, you get a new module on the second week of every month. We load up into your dashboard there for you. We call on the ground and it's a, it's a, it's a live interview I've done with a practitioner. So you're not just hearing about that same topic from that month. So let's say we're talking about um, like, how to have amazing family dinner nights right at your home at your own table. Okay, great. I get a bunch of teaching on that first Monday. Second Monday, boop, loaded up. Here's an interview with some practitioners who are doing it too. And you're going to hear from sometimes more than one person or a couple or a couple couples. And like, how are they living it out? And what road, you know, what, what have they bumped into and what did they learn and all that? So you're not just hearing from me. There's a training video, but the second week, you're going to hear it from a whole nother perspective, the good, bad, and the ugly. Okay. Now week three, that's your action week. So we don't load any new material in, but a reminder of some of the steps that you're at. And, and we send out, by the way, an email every week, letting you know, Hey, your new modules up, or Hey, you're new on the grounds on up, or it's action week time to get caught up if you need to, or maybe rewatch a few things, or I still got some action steps to do this, this month. Great. Okay, cool. And so that's your catch up week, action week. And then week four, we call it the missional mentor. That's where any questions that you've sent in via, you'll see our private community group. Our, we have a private group that you can chat it up and support each other, ask questions, any questions that have come in that haven't been answered, or I see a pattern of questions. I'm going to speak to it. And also give you other tips and experiential stuff, more like a coaching uh, for whatever we're in that module that month. And I call it missional mentor. So that's another little piece from another whole little angle. Okay. And I think, I think you're going to love that. All right. Um, now, each of these components are just dripped in. So you're not going to log in and go like, wow, there's a million modules with all these pieces. And where am I at? And all that. Nope. They, they, they'll show up every week. And 
if you click on complete, the software tracks, where am I at? Where are you at? What am I watching next? When you finish a, a module, like each month, it's going to throw points in your account. So you can kind of see, hey, I'm growing and I'm getting ahead and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Now, there's also, though, a community. We have a private Facebook group. Okay. It's private. You have to be registered in the incubator to get in. And it's in there that you're going to meet the most amazing people because everybody who's part of the incubator is serious and they're making disciples and they're doing some of the same things you're doing and trying out. So you get to encourage each other and people find each other and they're like, Hey, I live in Kansas city. Anybody else around? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and so all these things, and that's where you can ask questions. The people in the community will answer. Tina and I are in there, all that. Right. So you also have like daily access to some help, some encouragement, all that kind of stuff. All right. We're all better together. We're all smarter together than any of us apart. <laughs> okay. So um, anyway, uh, yeah. Now I want to, I, I know right now you're thinking, I want in, how do I, how do I get in? I want, this must be really crazy expensive or something, right? Nope. Uh, hold on. <laughs> it's not, I promise you, you're going to go, boom, boom, no way. Right. But even to make this more awesome for you. I'm going to give you some amazing bonuses if you join the incubator. Like, you know, like join me like today. Boom, you know what I mean? Like so here's what I want to do is I'm going to I'm going to give you um oops, sorry, hang on. Where would that go? There it is. I want to give you some bonuses. First off, you've heard me talking about in the story form that there's uh the story of God and that we've we we train in it and we got all kinds of resources for you and I do this live experience where you take everybody from Genesis to Revelation and it's all narrative and dialogue flown all over the world Tina and I've done this hundreds and hundreds of times all over like all over can't even keep track of how many times just did it last uh weekend and going to be doing it uh two weekends from now again in, in Raleigh anyway and so but I've never done it live, okay? Because it's very expensive to fly me in, like 2,500 bucks plus expenses and all this stuff. And we do it over two days and it's a big deal. But what we're gonna do is I'm gonna let you join me here. That's a, that's a picture of us doing the story. Um, I'm gonna let you join me in my own living room with Tina and I and some people of peace in our life and Oikos and family members and all that. And we're gonna go through this and, and I'm gonna let you join us in Zoom. You know, I'll have multiple cameras and it's the best I can do unless you want to fly in. And if you want to fly in and do it live, once we set that date, we'll set that date soon here. If you want to fly in and come to our house, you can seriously, like, boom, part of being in the incubator, you get to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now a second bonus. Tina and I really believe that as the marriage goes, so goes the family. And then so goes the church. And that's why when we do our coaching, we coach as couples and we coach couples. And so maybe not all of you are married watching this. And so maybe you're not as interested, but maybe you're planning to be. So what we're going to do is we're going to help you see how the gospel is such a picture of the, uh, your marriage is such a picture of the gospel. And we've got a whole bunch of stuff we've taught and trained and, and counseled in so that couples could be on the same page living together on mission. So their spirituality is growing and maturing. And that five E's I was telling you about, they're being exposed to things at the same time and embracing and engaging. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do a deep dive into how your marriage can be a marriage and a family worth imitating and all that. So that's going to be a bonus session, a little private session that we're going to do as well. It's outside the incubator, but we're going to do it like a, like a live webinar, right? in My personal zoom. So you'll get to do that as well. Okay. Now, um, we're, uh, now, you're, now I'm going to tell you, so what's this cost? Uh, oh, it's crazy, right? It's gotta be so much money. Nope. 
<laughs> nope. Guess what? It's $37 a month. Yeah. 37 bucks. Now, some of you might be watching and going like, well, I don't really have 37 a month for that. It's like, okay, I'm not here to tell anybody uh, what's expensive or what's not. But I, I know we spend $37 on a whole lot of things each month that probably are going to be less important eternally. You know, <laughs> like they're probably not going to necessarily like our cable bill or the sports package or all that Starbucks or, you know, you fill in the blank. There's probably not, there's probably $37 we can find to be able to learn how to make disciples who make disciples have a full framework for ourselves, for our family, for our church. Yeah. Now it's really easy. Okay. All you have to do is go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash incubator to register and registration. We only open it. We've so far, we've only opened it up a couple of times a year. And we just started this a little over a year ago. So we, what we do is we open it up, a whole bunch of people join us, and then we're busy. We're helping you and we're answering questions and we're in, you know, and all the modules and stuff are coming up, all that stuff. Right. And so all you have to do three steps, grab your spot in the incubator today, do this right now, engage fully in the training and in the community there. Okay. In that community group. And third step is then you get to start experiencing clarity and making disciples in everyday life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to give you a fast acting bonus right now. If, if you, if you'll join me, boom, right now. Okay. Just open up registration here. It was supposed to open up yesterday, but we didn't get to do the training. So it's really today right now it's live. If you go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash incubator, go right now. I'm going to give you a fast acting bonus, which is I'm going to, I'm going to let you and your spouse do this together. Okay. So twofer. So, so your spouse can also join in the incubator and be in the community and all that. And you can share your login with your spouse. And, you know, if you can't watch this training together, now you might want to sit and watch it. This is what I'd suggest. Watch all the training, watch the missional mentors, watch the on the grounds as a couple, if you're married and discuss it. Okay. But but you, you can share your login with now you can't share it out to others. This is, you know, like it's not, maybe you can do that and cheat Netflix. Please don't do that to us. We have spent thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, untold hours, uh, man, to, to create all this and build this for you and then make it at $37 so that everybody can get it. So we do coaching and it's quite expensive. It's hundreds of dollars a month, but we're like, man, I want more people to get this. And, and I love it. If you could all move here <laughs> and we can just do this on the ground and as part of our community, but, but until you do, or until the Lord moves you to do that, this is, this is, wow, this is going to give you so much help, a full framework, monthly training, all that stuff. And it's 37 a month. Yeah. But I'll let you share that with your spouse. Okay. So you get a twofer on this, but, but you got to sign up like right now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, now, there's also, when you go to that page, you can hit, like, I'm ready right at the top. Click, click, it'll take you to checkout. Okay, it's all secure. It's all perfect. Oh, by the way, this is all guaranteed. So if, if you if you just roll the big dice, $37 to see what you think, um, and you just hate it, I'll refund that $37. I don't want anybody being stuck. Within that first month, if you're just not digging it, I'll refund you. I don't want anybody feeling, oh, I got tricked or stuck. Now it's never happened. No one's ever come to us in the first month and go, oh, I, I, I'm not liking it. I'm like, but that's, we're so confident that you will. And if you just look at what the bonuses are worth, just the bonuses alone will pay for years of this. By the way, you can go on that page if you just want to pay in a, uh, for the full year. A lot of people do. I'll send you out a really sweet Everyday Disciple t-shirt. 
And uh, I think it's black though. We'll send you out a black one anyway. And uh, we'll get in touch with you. Hey, thanks for, you know, joining up for the whole year and uh, what size t-shirt you want. And some people want extras and anyway, whatever you want, but we have tried to make this just everything we could think of short of, like I said, moving to your neighborhood or you moving here and it's 37 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. You cancel at any time. You move completely at your own pace. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you can get your questions answered. You got a community of people like-minded to encourage you. So I think you're going to love this. I really, really do. Okay. So let me, let me give you your homework real quick. And then I'm going to, um, and then I'm going to pull some prizes. Okay. So some of you right now, you're just going there. Like I'm in and you're going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash incubator right now. Good on you. I can't wait to get started. Let me just say this. As soon as you register, you're, like within a few minutes, you'll get an email. Here's your login. You'll go there. There's a module zero, which is getting started. It's going to explain how the whole thing works. It's going to walk you through the site. It's beautiful, all that stuff. And then on the first Monday of the month, boom, you'll get your full module one. And in that module, we're actually talking about relational growth. How do we build, heal, grow relationally with people? so that we can then disciple them, be it our own family, people in our church. It's really powerful. It's a foundational teaching. And we do this always right at the beginning. So anyway, you'll get all that on April 4th, but you're going to get a first like module zero getting started module, boom, as soon as you enter. And then we're going to get you in the rhythm of week one, week two, and all that. Okay. So now I want to give you your homework. All right. Homework for the day. Just like I've been doing, I will give you a post to put your homework. It'll have this image, day four homework, boop, little guy on a balance beam there. And here, and post your homework there. You guys have all been getting it. Okay. You can always look in the units too, boom, or in announcements, make it real easy to find. All right. Oh, here's a reminder for this. Take a screen grab of this. Don't forget to get your downloads of the six rhythms all connected to up and out. Don't forget to download the 30 ways to stay connected during social distancing. All right. Don't forget to get those there again. I'll put this, these links again in your homework, like post. Okay. They're also, I'm pretty sure in your homework download. Okay. So here's the homework and, and boy, stay engaged. And then in just a second, I'm going to give out prizes and I'm going to give out that big prize. Which are you most inclined to, you know, toward in your spirituality and relationships with people? When you think about your spiritual community or your own bent, your life, are you more up or more in or more out? Like just maybe you say all three. Well, what are you most inclined towards? Just good self-awareness, right? Okay. Now, I want you to pick one idea from the worksheets. Okay. So that's why, you know, I gave you this little list here, right? So you have to download these. I want you to pick one idea from the worksheet that you've not tried in the category that you need to most grow in. Okay. So if you go like, hey, I'm most inclined towards up and out but I'm not so good on out. Okay, great. Then look in the, look in the sheet, pick an out idea, right? And then I want you to do that. <laughs> I want you to do it today or put it in your calendar. And then when you post your homework, say, I'm doing this and I'm doing it this afternoon, or I'm doing this and I just put it on my calendar. It's Saturday afternoon or whatever. Okay. Does that make sense? Which are you most inclined to up in or out? Then pick an idea from the worksheet that's in a category you most need to grow in and let us know what that is and what you're going to do exactly when. So I don't like seeing homework where like, I'm going to start trying to think about working on maybe getting around to X. 
probably ain't going to happen. Like intentionality, let's make these baby steps together. All right. Here's the download, you know, for today's homework sheet. We'll respell all this out. Everydaydisciple.com, day four. Okay. Wow. That's supposed to be the wrap up of the challenge, but. There's so much more. There's so much more we could talk about. And I, in fact, I will in, a, in the next couple of days, I'm gonna do some bonus trainings. But just talking about today's training, I hope that is helpful to you, this whole understanding, a deeper understanding of up and out and gospel and community and mission. And so that is a tried and true lens that, like I said, in the training picture, this triangle, right, can become a mirror for us. How am I doing at this balance? then becomes a window to then look at, you know, community at my church at other things. So I hope you're seeing how all of this has flown together, flows together from like, what is discipleship and tweaking our understanding of discipleship and evangelism. And, you know, it's the process of moving from unbelief to belief in light of the gospel and everything. So we're always basically evangelizing our hearts in the moment towards Christ onto maturity, all of that. And so that, that's a big deal. Then we, you know, see how that connects to our identity, though. Now, if we live out of our identity, like we really believe I'm God's beloved son or daughter, and we're a family, and we've been sent and empowered as missionaries, and we're servants like Christ, well, that changes our posture so much with, you know, with people, how we see them, how we teach, teach them. You know, we don't put targets on people, all that stuff. So all of this has changed everything. And then we looked at the rhythms, the six rhythms, how we could begin to live this out and the life we're already living. So we never get to say anymore, like, well, I'm just too busy or I'm having a bad week or whatever, because there it is. And then today we looked at this balance of, okay, so then within all of this, are we getting time with the father? Are we growing in the gospel? Are we hearing the father's voice? Are we becoming more like a family with those who God's bringing in? And are we always out like serving and on the lookout for more people of peace and people God's bringing in. So, so important. Okay. So if you've been tracking along all week in the challenge, but you know, just here in the podcast, you've not made it over to the Facebook group. You still can. All the training will be up till the videos will be up to through Tuesday, Tuesday night, I think. Yeah. And um, so you can still go over there, everydaydisciple.com forward slash Facebook and join the group and you'll see, go under units, go under announcements, whatever. You'll find all the training if you want to see some of the slides and all. There's a lot of visuals going on there. But if you've, if you've been listening to it here and you still feel like you're getting a lot out of it, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm glad you have. I really am. I'm, I'm glad it's been helpful. I hope it's been encouraging. And I want to extend that invitation to you as well. Please consider joining me in the Everyday Disciple Incubator. It really is your safe place to learn and grow how to live in light of your gospel identity into all of everyday life, be disciples in all of life. And more importantly, it's a full framework for how you'll disciple others, right? And start to grow in spiritual freedom, relational peace, believing what's true of the gospel in all of life and helping others do the same. So I hope you'll check that out again. All you have to do to kind of read a whole lot about it and, and, and enroll in the incubator is, is go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash incubator. Mm-hmm. Everydaydisciple.com forward slash incubator. And that'll take you there. Okay. So I will see you soon. I hope to see you inside the, uh, the incubator with us. All right. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day.